Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into comic book movies, blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm here with friend of the show, Tessa Smith, a.k.a. Mama's Kiki, and we're here to talk about one of the best DC TV series of all time, Peacemaker Season 1. And of course, I'm always joined by my co-host, Devin and we're going to get into a little bit of housekeeping here before we get into today's episode. But before we get into that, Tessa, Devin, how are you guys doing today? So good. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm, I'm doing swell. I just doing have one, swell? I have one question. What? Do you really want to Do you really uh, want to taste it? Yes. I love <laughs> there it. There you go. There. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can check taste the Spotify something. numbers on that, on that bad boy. I'm sure it's. Yeah. I've been listening to that for a while. Like, it's. <laughs> Every time I work out, like it's it's kind of like my wake up jam song now. And like the entire um soundtrack is pretty awesome too. I'm like, it's 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 some good stuff. Just hardcore, just rock in and out, all highs, no lows, really. And it kind of just it, it makes you feel well. It's James Gunn. He knows what he's doing when it comes to soundtracks, you know? Yep. Right, right. It's it's like I mean, he's kind of like the master of needle drops. Um <laughs> Because that's what you've seen within this uh, this series. It's just very, man, it's like everything just hits just right. And that's what I absolutely love about it. Um, Devin, you got a number on that. Looking like it's at uh, about five and a half million listens. Wow. wow. My gosh. I wonder what it was at before, prior to everyone. Yeah, that would be nice to see. Yeah. Because I've heard of Wigworm before, but I've never really listened to any of their stuff. So I think they're an 80s-esque band. I really don't know. Millennial here, so <laughs> I have no clue. But there's it a is... lot of obscure 80s like pop pop rock type bands in this series here. Yeah. I mean the 80s were a great time for music, 100 percent You got Michael Jackson, you got um my gosh, I'm blanking on everyone else's name. And I do apologize. <laughs> it's a great time for music. There's one person I can say. <laughs> Oh my god! I, it's it's been a long day, y'all, and I do apologize one hundred percent. But let's get into our housekeeping here before we dive into our coverage of Peacemaker season one. Before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, iHeartRadio, you name it. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we'd love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics, that is optics with an X, or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. So, Tessa, Devin, are you guys ready to jump in to our Peacemaker Season 1 review? Yes, let's do it. Oh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to Peacemaker Season 1. I thought you were in prison for life. I work for the government. Post office? You think they'd let me out of prison and deliver mail? I don't know. It's the first government job I could think of. I kill people for them, okay? This task force doesn't officially exist, which leaves us on our own. We call our targets butterflies. They are a serious threat to the safety of American citizens. There's something weird going on. You think me and Vigilante are too stupid to notice. Hey, everyone! Which one's me and which one's Eagly? Okay, you're half right, but you score 50% of the test at school. What do you get? A D. School is my bag. It's for dorks. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we just came back from our Peacemaker introduction, and the series info is as follows. This is directed and written by James Gunn. For the most part, there are a few other writers and directors that are credited to the series as well, and stars John Cena, Daniel Brooks, Freddie Stroma, Jennifer Holland, and much, much more. And the plot is as follows. Picking up where the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad 2021 left off. Peacemaker returns home after recovering from his encounter with Bloodsport, only to discover that his freedom comes at a price. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's it's such a I, I love the plot synopsis because it doesn't really give anything away. Not at all. And it's it's kind of yeah, like it's kind of like a you know continuation of the Suicide Squad. Um, which actually my friend texted me the other day and he was like, why do people hate the Suicide Squad movie so much? And I was like, well, because it sucks. And I thought he was talking about, about Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. <laughs> and I sent him a picture. I'm like, wait, I'm like, what does the cover look like? He's like, he's like, I don't know what that is, but it looks like this. And he was talking about the Suicide Squad. I was like, oh, no, no, no you're fine. You're good. Like you're, you're watching the right, the right version, <laughs> the right one. <laughs> yes. He didn't know there was discourse. He's not a big movie person, but he was like, yeah, he's like, thanks for letting me know because I was going to go watch the other one after this. I'm like, no need. <laughs> please, please don't. Just don't, don't do that to yourself. It was exactly. Not <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay, well, it's, it's nice to know you, you chose right. I'm like, what are you watching this on? He's like, HBO Max. I'm like, okay, so it could be either or, but. Right, I really yeah. don't know, but yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, he, he chose right. You know, it's, 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 that's what it's about at the end of the day, you know, just, just uh, spreading the good word about yes. uh, the suicide squad. <laughs> I loved that movie because it's so James Gunn, which is, I think what I love about the series because it's so James Gunn, like it kind of makes me a little sad. I don't know if you guys feel this way too, but I'm like, man, I kind of want Marvel to like, just let James Gunn do what he wants to do. Clearly he knows what he's doing. And I feel like, I feel like we could get more out of him when it comes to Marvel, Marvel titles. So you mean like going rated R or like just kind of giving him full creative, even just going. Yeah. I think he said he had some notes on the first guardians and then not as many on the second. And then, so I'm kind of hoping on the third, they just let him like, do his thing because I mean I would be cool with R-rated because like I don't mind language I love blood and gore which is you know Marvel doesn't really do that but it's in the here yes for sure so I'd like to see that I want him to tackle an R-rated Marvel sometime why not <laughs> that would actually be pretty cool because I believe well and we'll get into it a little bit later I believe Marvel actually helped them they shoot did. a few scenes yeah. I was like that's okay okay I, I like that a lot I like I'm like, does this mean we'll have a crossover, please? <laughs> I want to know how that even, like, how that process even started. Like, I have no clue. Maybe it was just the scenes timing. they shot were not Marvel related. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they weren't. What? Those aren't Marvel characters. <laughs> it's it's weird because I mean, we we kind of see it with with Marvel, you know, with the Eternals, and they make little jabs at like you know Batman, Superman there, mm-hmm. and it's like at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because you know they're just two companies trying to tell the best stories they can for the properties that they own, and you know it's it's like this. I mean, it does comp- matter if you're if you're an old director with a movie coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because you have to despise so despise all of them. And everyone keeps asking them. I'm like, stop asking them what they think. They're not going to be nice. <laughs> it doesn't make. 
it's just if if it's not superhero related for whatever they're working on, like I get it. Like you're very interested to see what everyone else thinks about these movies, but at the same time, just stick to the cards, as Effie would say in Hunger Games. Just stick to the cards. That's all yeah. you got to do. But <laughs> it's oh man, like it's it's funny to see like the older um generation when it comes to like order directorials like responses but at the same time how many times can you ask the same question over and over Ugh. it's <laughs> it's you'd be surprised <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of like oh cool you have like an interview with like rupert grit or emma watson or daniel radcliffe and all you're doing is asking about harry potter questions well, it's they like, want to, uh, you know, get the views and the clicks. So exactly. That's why. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, it's like they've been uh, like, obviously, it, it'll always be a part of their life. But if, if they're like in a different movie and it's like all you do is ask them Harry Potter questions, it's like, well, let's focus on the now, at least for now. Yeah, I but, feel like the studio feels that way, too. Yeah, the <laughs> studio. I would. <laughs> the studios are just like secretly putting people on their blacklist <laughs> yes probably like okay 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 but yeah it's 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 crazy i mean everyone's gonna have their opinions about when it comes to superhero content and i i don't know if people really view it as a threat or something of that nature but you know it's it's here and i feel like it's here to stay i mean this is mm -hmm. And this is miles better than anything we've gotten when we were kids, when it comes to live action, at least. So it's 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 some crazy, crazy stuff. But as of right now, I believe Peacemaker is the number one DCEU because I wasn't sure if it was going to be Extended Universe or not. It is, <laughs> the number, it is the number one DCEU TV show. But then I realized, okay, so Titans doesn't count and neither does Doom Patrol. So I guess this technically is the only DCEU show yeah. out there i think from what I, i've seen i don't know i don't know where the technicality falls i, but I don't I think they know either that's the thing yeah, right, <laughs> just, exactly. just going with it. i would still probably think this is one of the top the only thing is because of the language and the like some people will fall off of it some people don't like that stuff i have a friend who won't watch anything that's r-rated she's really yeah you know, yeah she does not like language so fair enough and it's very juvenile humor, of course, throughout. So if you're yes. not into that, then turn <laughs> yeah. around, turn around now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then also turn around when the Vigilante spinoff comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I'm I'm waiting for that. I I'm really hoping we get either like a Ratcatcher or Bloodsport spinoff because apparently, you know, that's there's a lot of you know news happening. I had tweeted. Like when we, before we even got Peacemaker, I had tweeted something at James Gunn, like now we need one for every other member of the Suicide Squad. And he was like, oh, you're giving me a heart attack or something like <laughs> that. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He could, he could pull it off though. That's the he thing. Could. I'm like, I want one for if he had If, he had, if we, he had like six James Gunns working on it at once, like just something him out. into six. <laughs> <laughs> That would be hilarious. But um, I wanted to get your guys' initial reactions on uh, season one overall. Like, so we'll start with Tessa, then go to Devin, then I'll close out. So, Tessa, what were your initial reactions of season one as a whole? I mean, I was all in from the first episode anyway. Like I, I said before we started recording, the second they made that joke about Aquaman, I was like, I'm in. I'm sold. <laughs> I, I have a big, I don't like Aquaman. I think he's got stupid powers. And, and don't worry, I feel the same way about Namor, okay? I just 
have a equality. bias towards these. Exactly. It's equality. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like you have dumb powers and you probably do what Peacemaker says you do. And that's weird. That's so I was all in from there. And then it just continues through. And something I love about James Gunn and every single thing he does, especially when he has an ensemble cast is he gives every single character their own like time to breathe their own storyline, their own moments to shine, but then also intertwines their relationships really well with each other. So like you feel like every single possible combination has something going on that you're interested in. And he makes you care about these people. And he normally does this in a movie setting, but now he has, you know, eight episodes. Even more time. Yes. And it's like, you fall in love with these characters. Like every single one of these characters I enjoy for a reason. Yeah. And then, of course, you add the blood and the gore and the language and the amazing music and the completely shocking things that you don't expect to happen, like randomly, not randomly, but like people will blow up at times, you know, like crazy stuff. The butterflies look super cool. I mean, I was just like. The CGI was good, too. I was very surprised. My only issue with the season at all, and it's such a nitpick that I don't even count it is like, oh, it felt very Starro-esque, right? The whole, like, controlling people. I'm like, I feel like we just saw this in the Suicide Squad, but it was different enough that mm. I was like, eh. And it was still super entertaining. And it, yeah. like, makes you cry. Like, he puts you on this emotional roller coaster. So I just, I loved it from beginning to end. And then the finale, I got up at 2.30 Eastern time this morning to watch it. I'm <laughs> still awake. So I'm very tired. Dedication. <laughs> but, uh... I just, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. I, that That's crazy here. I mean, the, the whole 2.30 Easter time. I, I remember you, you tweeting that the other day. I was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't even, I, I can't, I can't I mean, even do that. It'd be one thirty for you. Yeah. It'd be one thirty for me. I'm central time. So you, it's you like, I mean, that. I grew up Eastern time. I, I, I miss that life. I'm not going to lie, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was specific time, I would have stayed up. Yeah, stayed for away. sure. You know? Is, or or even mountain time because it's like I mean twelve thirty. Yeah. There you go. It's 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 all good. I but. forced myself to go to sleep at like nine thirty or something like that. I was like, just lay down and go to bed so I can get like five <laughs> hours of sleep. <laughs> like please. Oh my gosh! Oh. Yeah, I mean, and then it was you know, worth I mean, it. No, oh, definitely. I mean, the um, I believe the runtime is only around forty four minutes, so it's yeah. like so much happens within that time. But I'm getting ahead of myself, Devin. What were your initial reactions of season one? Yeah, I have to agree. I, I was kind of blown away, just shocked at how how good it ended up being. Because I feel like out of coming out of Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, I should say, <laughs> coming out of that movie, we got the announcement that a Peacekeeper spinoff was coming, and I think collectively everyone was just like, "Wait, why? Why Peace? Why Peacemaker?" Like he was the most disliked character out of that Suicide Squad because of obviously the, the type of character he is. <laughs> but I mean, it, because it, of it, obviously, yeah, <laughs> because of. <laughs> Not 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 being very peaceful at the end. But, um, I love that line though, peacemaker. What a joke! Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think everyone was just kind of surprised by that announcement. But then you kind of just think about it. John Cena's a bit of a star, so he kind of has that power to to carry a series. And then you get a nice crew around him. And James Gunn is just—he's becoming just the king of team up movies. Mm-hmm. Like he just kind of—he makes it work. Every any ragtag team you can come up with, he will put it together and have you caring about them. Any animal, any rat, any weasel, any <laughs> raccoon, any eagle, he will get it done. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just these characters are just so entertaining. You just you fall in love with them right away. And there's such interesting dynamics between all of them. And it's just great. I mean, obviously, I'm piggybacking off you guys. When, when it was first announced, it, it wasn't like I, I've always thought John Cena was a fantastic actor when it came to specific roles. Like Fast Comedic and Furious roles. 9. Mm-mm. Yeah. Bumblebee. Yeah, well, it's but like oh, he was in what cockblockers? I think it was. That, yeah, that yeah. was funny. He's he's it's, great in comedic roles. Yeah, he has very good timing. And it was like you know him being in um and the Suicide Squad. I was like, wow, this really works for him. I never disliked his character because I thought he was actually one of the funnier ones. But I didn't know what this show what we what we were to expect from this show for Peacemaker when they announced it, everyone's like like that yeah, was very said, confusing. Like, yeah, it's like oh, like how do you where do you go from it? here? Well, yeah, they made like, people think it was a prequel at first because the yeah. movie hadn't come out yet, and then of course he di- dies at the end supposedly, and mm. then you see him come back. So it was like a weird like, why do I care about a prequel? Until you realized it was like literally a legit sequel, like <laughs> they brought him back to life basically, and you're like, oh, it's, okay. It's like, this- what do you like going in? You you're gonna you're gonna try to redeem this guy? There's no way that's gonna work. Yeah. And, right. uh, well, it worked. It, it might, <laughs> work. it <laughs> might actually work. James Gunn knows what he's doing. Yeah, I just I didn't know what to expect at all, and I, I wasn't expecting it to kind of fail. And you know, me and Devin were talking about it, you know when it came to recording it here on the show, and I was like, well, we could. I mean, because I mean, there really isn't a lot of movies like coming out towards you know January, February. You know, it's. For me, I've been watching way more TV than I have been watching movies as mm-hmm. of late. Like, I mean, I've been watching Barry for the first time, which I'm really, oh, really excited. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh first time. It's so good. Well, it's done with season one. I mean, Just it's, wait it's for a season breeze. two, man. Because, oh, <laughs> you know, season three is coming out, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like the Tell Lasso effect. Everyone gets on board after, you know, uh, same thing with like Game of Thrones and whatnot. But yeah, it's it's very, uh, for, for Peacemaker, I. I really enjoyed enjoyed it. You know, I was I was like, okay, like let, let's let's cover Peacemaker, and you know, I was just sitting there like watching the screeners. I'm like, okay, all right. And then you know, the the, the theme song just kind of <laughs> got me roped in. The, and the, after the first the, time you hear it, you're like, all right, what is this? Yeah, you're, you're just kind of like, stare, and then you start to try to do the moves along with yeah, it. I mean, yeah. I do, I can't, <laughs> but I try. <laughs> it's it is it's it's this show was very infectious yeah and i love how it is the type of show that no one expected to do well or i can't even say do well it's just the the one show that no one really quote unquote asked for is outperforming then it's it's you know hitting all these like on um these expectations and it's like wow like i was sitting there watching the screeners i think we got episodes one through seven and i was like i kind of just want to keep watching this show right now and mm-hmm. that's what i did i was like oh i, man. I, I watched it weekly and i'm kind of glad i did it because it was definitely something to look forward to every yeah week. that's a nice experience. yeah that is i i do miss that because <laughs> hbo max did not give us the finale so i was like i'm not gonna I'm not going to sit there and watch all of yeah. them. Now it's oh. not going to come out. That but. was smart because we had to wait a very yeah. long time between yeah. episodes seven and eight. Although I did rewatch them every week. So I watched the screeners when I got them. But then my husband didn't want to watch the screeners. He mm. wanted to watch them weekly, which makes sense. Because especially when, you know, they're not sounds not always done. He's like, 
And I'll just wait and for visuals. Them out. And visuals, yeah. which uh, sometimes my favorite thing is when they cut to like a green screen and you're like, what is happening? This is amazing. That's what happened with me and Raised by Wolves too. Oh my gosh. Did you see, um, um, what is the gemstones there? Did you watch those screeners? No, I did not. Okay. There's one part where they're all puking and you can just see the tubes like next oh. to them, like taped to their faces. It's the funniest <laughs> thing. And I was like, this is the best. Uh, but anyway... So because of that, he wanted to watch them weekly. So I then I rewatched them weekly, you know. That's so, nice. But, That's yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, I've, I I want to go back and rewatch them. It, it's I had so much. Like, the one show I have been rewatching, I mean, not rewatching, but watching week to week is Euphoria. 100%. I haven't Season watched that two. at all. It is. I hear it's good. It's good. Um, not for children. Not yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> it's like Degrassi times like. A thousand. Wow. It is, especially season two. I mean, it it hits on like those specific topics, but in a more in-depth way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if, uh, especially for season two, I can't remember if they do it for season one. There's a viewer discretion advice, like every oh, wow. single episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. But uh going back to Peacemaker, it's um it, it's it's great. I I really loved it. I love the writing, I love the jokes. The dialogue was hilarious. I know that um, John, John Cena did a lot of ad lib as well. Yeah. And I I was like, wow, this is just great. You know, it's it's nothing too grand. Like it is, I guess you could say, you know, uh, world saving. But at the same time, it does hit those emotional beats. And like you guys said, you know, uh, we go on that emotional roller coaster and you start to feel for these characters. Um, it's And it's really hard nowadays for TV shows to grasp an audience like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've seen it with, you know, with WandaVision. We saw it with Loki. Um, so with a little bit with Hawkeye here and there. Um, and I can't really compare the MCU series to one like DC yeah. EU series. Cause I saw someone tweet about it earlier and I was like, okay, like let's, let's pump the brakes here for a second. Like, <laughs> Yes, they're both superhero shows, but it's like they're so different. Because even though uh, Peacemaker is a part of, is now a part of the DCEU, we don't really know if like, well, Batgirl is not going to be a TV show, is it? No, it's a movie. Uh, we don't really know what other TV, like DCEU TV series, are coming out. I like that they're doing that. You know, they kind of all have these different pocket universes with Doom Patrol, Teen Titans, and the DCEU and now of course with the Batman. And so it's very, you know, they're doing their own thing and that's what I like. And obviously Marvel has been sticking to their formula and it works. It, it, it absolutely works. You know, they, they have their continuity errors from time to time, but you're going to run into that kind of stuff. But overall I'm just, I, I, I love the show. I was like, wow, this is, this is probably something I would own on Blu-ray if it ever came out on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, because they they rarely do that anymore. I know. Well, it's <laughs> still super rewatchable. Yes. What I love about this is how rewatchable it is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind when my husband's like, "Oh, do." Because sometimes he'll watch a show if I got screeners, he'll watch it himself. You know, mm. I'm like, ah, I want to watch that again. This one, I was like looking forward to it every week. Like, yeah, ah, I can't wait to watch Peacemaker with you. You know, there's so many yeah. jokes you can you can miss that you can catch up on. Yeah, there's exactly. certain ones I did miss for sure, especially since I was recording reactions, which always is, you know, you try to talk a little bit so people aren't just like you just sat there and watched it and you didn't say anything. <laughs> so then sometimes I would talk over 
things and miss things, you know? So it was nice to like, oh, I didn't catch that. Especially with them, they're throwing stuff out there so much. I mean, the names in that one episode when he's giving all yeah. the names that they could have framed instead. Yeah. Like, it's oh, so hilarious. My. I think that was an ad-lib part, I want to say. James Gunn said a like, I think part of them were on the page. Mm-hmm. And then John Cena was starting to say random ones. And then also while they were filming, James Gunn would yell out random ones. And then like John Cena at one point said, James Gunn, Freddie <laughs> Stroma. Like, and, then, and then he goes, what, what did Economo say? He goes, those aren't even real things. <laughs> I was like, this is so funny. Because then James Gunn tweeted, I'm not, because people were saying James Gunn is canon. And he was like, I'm not canon because he said they're not real. And I was like, that's so great. That but Ariana Grande is canon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. exactly. For sure. For sure. Um, so I do feel like we're getting into the spoiler territory. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, everyone out there listening, that is your first spoiler warning here on the show. Again, that is your second spoiler warning here on the show. So if you haven't seen the season finale of Peacemaker or Peacemaker at all, it's waiting for you right on HBO Max. It's it's right there. You know, like how, I know some people don't pay for streaming services. I don't want to know how you get it. But if you watch right. it some other kind of way, just watch it and then come back and listen to the rest of the episode. So um, I really want to talk. Do we just want to talk about the big giant cameo at the end? Yeah, of the season? Like, do we just want to start with that? Well, well two cameos yeah. and two shadows. Start with, I, well, so, okay, listen, when they show, so we're talking about the Justice League shows up a little too late, yeah, which yeah. I love that John Cena, or I should say Peacemaker, just late, calls him late, out. Yeah, yeah but, which was great. But we saw the shadows and I thought that was going to be it. Mm. Like, I don't know about you guys, but did you expect to see either of the actors? I didn't expect that scene. Yeah, I didn't expect any close-ups. Yeah, I didn't expect it at all. Like I know, you know, they they mentioned like, oh, call the Justice League. Like I thought it was just a throwaway line, and it's like, holy crap, they're here! Like, (laughs) at least three fourths of them are here, you know? (laughs) Right, and then they show shadows, and I'm like, this is all they're gonna do. Like that was cool. Then they close up, and I'm like, oh no, they're here. And then they talk about the Aquaman thing, yeah, which was my favorite joke of the entire season. So I was like my life is complete like this is the perfect show like that moment was amazing yeah, that, that, that very easily could have been done like pretty poorly i would say like oh yeah he could, he could have the justice league come in and save the day he could have had them just come in and be shadows like all of them but he he nailed it with the the callback to that joke from episode one like complete full circle <laughs> i will say i've seen a lot of people mad about it online but they're really pissed. Oh, oh, that, oh, they're tearing down. Aquaman worked so hard to get respect. And now he, and I'm like, it's a joke. It's it's a joke. It's yeah. a fictional person. It, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who has relations with fish. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure Jason Momoa is very, uh, very confident in himself. I feel like he loved that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. I When, when we saw the silhouettes, I'm like, wow, I'm like, that actually looks like Jason Momoa. Then they kind of do like, a close-up without showing it, like revealing his face at first. I'm like, that's Jason Momoa's facial structure. I'm like, holy yeah. crap, it's him. And then they cut to X with him and Ezra Miller. And of course, we see the silhouette of Superman and Wonder Woman. I've, no Batman. No Batman. No Batman. Or Cyborg. Oh. I, think they just, I think they just, yeah, no Cyborg. That one's kind of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's. I thought it was. I thought it was brilliantly done. I mean, I'm like, is that Gal Gadot over there? I don't know. Like, maybe it could have been her. I was like, but you know, we just see the silhouette, so maybe it was just a stand-in. 
And of yeah. course, we don't know who's who is playing Superman because that's the one thing everyone cares about. And I know. Well, so here's the thing: it definitely wasn't Gal because they would have showed her face. They would have sure, done yeah. something. Maybe she would have been staring at him, like looking him over. Remember, he made that joke about one yeah. of oh, yeah. I have to across the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So probably she either didn't want to be a part of it or couldn't work it out or whatever. But <sighs> I don't know. I've seen a lot of people wonder oh, who's that Superman. It's no one. It's, it's just no a random one. Superman. It's, it's the not. same thing with um in Shazam. It's like that's not Henry Cavill coming in Superman. Like I'm yeah. sorry. It's just it's it's just a random dude. Like it right. the the like the magic of you know like putting all this on screen, making it s- seem like it's a certain way. It's like oh well that could t-. it's like well, it could, but they're probably never going to tell you. And even if Le- they leave do, leave it to the DCU to not have their most f- famous character. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like I mean, with Batman, it's they don't really have. I mean, like we have a Batman, but we don't have a Batman for DCEU. And I really don't know what's going to happen with you know Flashpoint, but I I was not expecting. I just love how they, they literally arrive so late. I know, and it's like <laughs> the fact that it's Flash, and I'm like, this is this is too perfect. That was the per- like. An out of the blue cameo for me, at least. I did not expect to see them whatsoever. And I yeah. like how the season finale, and I feel like Marvel does this sometimes. And I think me and Devin have talked about it where, you know, they, they build up every single show, you know, every single week, you know, they're showing new clips, new footage. And then it somehow ends up that the penultimate episode it's is better. more, yeah, than, than the actual series mm-hmm. finale. And they're like, even for um, Yelena. Yelena, like, oh, who's going to be in Hawkeye's? Like, we already know she's going to be. In- you told us like two years ago. But it's that was, I really appreciate that cameo because nobody expected it yeah. whatsoever. And it was just, you know what, James Gunn and, you know, the cast and the crew, they're just going to let the show speak for itself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really appreciated about it. Yeah. Well, I really appreciated too how Peacemaker like doesn't care. He walks by, you're late. Like he doesn't like nobody stops to talk to them. You know, he's just like, what are you doing? And they just walk by him. Like he's carrying hardcore. They just walk right by. Don't even stop. Like, Hey guys, thanks for coming. Thanks for this. You're late. Thanks a lot. Go have fun with the fish. Bye. That was so funny. (laughs) He's just like, you're late. I'm like, no. (laughs) Sorry, Devin. Go ahead. No, I I didn't. I was just agreeing. Oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. But yeah, so that that's definitely the biggest thing I definitely wanted to talk about. But um, just throughout this entire season, you know, we we get these, you know, the the alien creatures of the butterflies. And mm-hmm. I thought the reasoning for them trying to, in a way, guide humanity into, you know, a certain way where, you know, us as humans were either we were too distracted by superficial things essentially in order to get things done for the survival of our race i thought that was a very interesting you know um an interesting um very uh very on topic yeah yes. yeah i mean i mean adam mckay kind of you know covered that earlier but i i think this is nice as well like i i you know i, I welcome it 100 um but i kind of wanted to go through you guys uh, was there anything you guys wanted to talk about that we haven't been able to talk about yet i know we've been Gushing over the cameos and whatnot, but we'll start with Tessa and then we'll go to Devin and then we'll kind of talk about a few little other Easter eggs if you guys noticed in there. Yeah, I just love the whole emotional arc for every single character. Like every single one 
had a fantastic arc. Of course, you've got uh, Chris Peacemaker, who's dealing with his dad, all the way to killing his dad. So then his dad showing up in ghost form. And like, the thing I liked about that is that James Gunn didn't just be like, oh, he killed his dad and that was it. Obviously, he's going to have some issues and some PTSD from that. So it was he's lovely like the Terminator. that they got he's to- coming, he's, He'll be back. So I, I love that they didn't just like wipe that away. Like he killed his dad and then we're not going to talk about it in the final episode. I felt like it was really important that they dealt with that. Um, and then hopefully in season two, it seems like from the final shot, that's going to continue. Uh, I love that he let the butterfly live too. I felt like, I felt like season one or episode one peacemaker would have like not killed the cow and sided with the butterflies. And it took that whole arc to get him to the point where he was like, no, like this might be, I like get your reasoning, but like, no, which I really loved. Um, I love Leota going from not even wanting to be a part of this job to running in guns blazing, you know, to, to be the savior there, so to speak at the end, which I, I really enjoyed. Vigilante, I don't think he changed at all from the first episode <laughs> to the final episode, but I'm fine with it because I love him. Um, I'm sad we lost Mern. That was really, I kind of had started to like him a lot. And then I was like, sad that he went away. And then Economos had his arc where, you know, he's starts off like so alone kind of. And then now he is part of this team. And same with Harcourt, who was very like, I'm just doing my job. Like just cut with like, when he first shows up at the bar to talk to her, for example, she's very much, well, I'm just, is this about work? No, then go away. <laughs> you know? <laughs> very Robin Shabatsky. I've got those uh, vibes from uh, Harcourt. Very she's so good. Yeah. Like very lone wolf, you know, like I like to get things done and mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm here to do my job and then I'm here to go home, you know, ha- have a drink yeah. at the bar and then that's it. <laughs> and then at the end, she's like holding hands with Peacemaker and like, you know, I did think she was going to die this episode. I thought though. she was going to. Yeah, I thought she, she was. got uh, she got shot up quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know how she lived that long uh, without being in the hospital, but I'll allow it. Yeah, that like was the only license. thing. I'm like, <laughs> you're looking pretty messed up there. Are you good? It's like she's got blood poured out of her mouth. She's fine. Because like we really it. don't know even when because she almost got taken over. By one of the butterflies. We don't know, wow. like, what that, pro- like, you know, when uh, Abadayo comes in and she kind of, like, she has to, like, kind of rip it out. Like, it wasn't <laughs> just like a, no, get away from my friend's mouth kind of thing. It was like, she had to, like, do a little bit of a tug of war thing there. Yeah. I and think she used both hands to pull yeah. it out. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> was like get what is this process? It's <laughs> gross. Well, they didn't necessarily show us, but just it Ugh. happening was like, Ugh. well, then even Harcourt like coughing after, because I could imagine it like in the throat. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah, but I do agree. She did lose a lot of blood, and there was a lot of time in between <laughs> her going to the hospital. <laughs> Like when um, blew up the cow, like they did. Superman could have kind of Superman could have picked her up and flew her to the hospital I, a little Flash quicker. Flash could have brought her. I mean, yeah, at that, point. that would have been that would have been the best case scenario for her. Superman, nope. no, no help, Justice League. No, you just help. see a blur like flying through the sky. Doesn't even show you the thing. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh my gosh! But David, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, anything you wanted to bring up that we haven't gotten to yet? Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was the perfect ending. Um, he's He made peace with the aliens. Just kind of complete full circle there. I did not expect them to have, have, to have a connection with the alien, but the alien kind of just kind of grew fond of him as a human. Mm. Saw saw potential in him as an actual human race. And then I also love the, like, the juxtaposition between 
uh, peacekeeper and or peacemaker. I, I always get those confused. Peacemaker, <laughs> peacemaker, and Adebayo because they're yes. very similar characters at the end of the day. They mm. both have a parent who kind of Sucks. ran their lives <laughs> and is not are not great people. Peacemaker, peacemaker, uh, more than more than uh, Adebayo, but they're both not good people. Um, yeah, Amanda Waller does not very does not care about human life. But yeah, it's cool to see them just be so similar as people, but also different in in their beliefs, but come together in the end and just form a nice friendship. It's cool to see a character like Adebayo take the the front stage because you don't usually see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed well, to be- Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and how about the fact that she just turned on her mom at the end yeah. and like totally Called ran her, her out. out. I did not expect that to happen. I thought- now, now I'm like, what's going to happen in season two? Like, you, Amanda Waller's just going to roll over and take it. Like, she's yeah. going to, that's going to be intense, I think. She's, she's like BT dubs and also her daughter. Mic drop. Like, what? <laughs> it was crazy. Mic drop. I'm out of here. <laughs> it's it's crazy because I, I like how uh, Adebayo, when she, um, when she talks to Peacemaker about his father and you know, him being the type of person that he is, you know, being a very prejudiced, racist um, human being and, you know, essentially being the leader of the clan. I'm <laughs> like, it's it's crazy stuff, but it's, you know, it, it's kind of how she's trying to break him out of this self guilt of essentially living in the past of everything that happened with his brother. And then, you know, his father blaming, you know, that death on him when he was just a child. And, you know, the, the emotional scarring that can have on someone and, you know, him w- with Chris or Peacemaker acting very rude and very, um, you know, vulgar towards everyone else that he meets to kind of push them away and him not being able to deal with those problems. Like he's, you know, he faced a few demons in this season, but of course, you know, with his father you know them bringing that actor back to essentially be kind of like you know a force ghost or whatever i think it's a very clever way because you know it's starting to deal with more of his psyche with uh peacemaker psyche overall and just you know everyone's you know a little bit broken at the end of the day but it really just this it, it i don't know i really just like how they gave peacemaker so much depth and understanding and how he you know, affected everyone, even vigilante when vigilante, uh, excuse me, vigilante goes to essentially, you know, take out Chris's father in prison and just like, and dismantles the, the idea of institutional racism to these, oh uh, my God. like prisoners. best friend That's of the, the year. <laughs> that was a great friend of the year. Like I, just, I also just want to shout out Freddie Stroma because the, the original Adrian chase vigilante actor dropped out due to yeah. creative differences. Like, oh really? Five episodes like, in. Yeah. Five episodes redo. deep. Yeah, they had to reshoot five episodes with Freddie Stroma. Really? I did he not came know. In and, Never know. And had to reshoot all of it, basically. Wow. Power of and editing. He pulled it right? off so well. <laughs> I feel I feel like he's like the the, the character that people are latching onto the most because mm-hmm. he's got a he's getting a lot of love. I feel like a spinoff is definitely coming for him. Did you think yeah. he was gonna die when he got shot? Yeah. I don't know where he went. He just kind of <laughs> walked over for he just passed out for a minute. <laughs> he was yeah. taking a nap. He got shot in like afraid. the back. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was like kind of, and then he like grabbed his side and I was like, is he going to die? But then he fell over and I was like, ah, but 
at the same time, I was like telling myself they can't kill someone, right? They're going to have a season two. They just announced they were going to have a season two. You know, they have to have a good group of people. But then I'm also like, but it's James Gunn and he likes to just kill people. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll never understand the announcing of a uh, season two before the finale of season one. It's just like <laughs> they get people be to gone. jump on board, right? They're like, if you haven't watched it yet, there's gonna be a season two. You might as well start watching it now. Yeah. Well, even even Devin uh, during the Paramount Plus, they had you know their little investors day. Yeah. Halo series hasn't even dropped yet, and they announced the season two. So I it's know. like. <laughs> I mean, we even had saw that with the Mandalorian. They were like, "Yeah, we got season two and three on the way." I'm like, "What?" Like, <laughs> well, Stranger Things today too. They were like, "Well, we got a five. We're gonna have five seasons, and four is not coming out yet." Like, four that's and four point five and five. Right, exactly. <laughs> I know that's a whole other conversation. Wait, oh yeah, yeah, the four, yeah, that's right. Because it's gonna uh, be half and half, or half and half, done. and then they're also doing spinoffs after season five, I believe. Didn't they learn their lesson? Yeah, no, apparently okay. not. <laughs> they they experiment. They experimented in season two. <laughs> they tried. They tried, but no one was having her. Like, no, 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 no. We gotta, we gotta come back. Come, come back to the group, eleven. <laughs> come back to the group. It was, ooh, man, oh man. I, no, I, I didn't really like all that much. But it's, yeah, I, I don't know. When when it comes to announcing it, I, mean, I get it. Like you know, James Gunn was like really, really excited, and he's coming yeah. back to write and direct. Every, Every episode of season, yeah, yeah, which is really cool. Um, I, I wanted to ask you guys, who do you think is getting the other Suicide Squad spinoff? The Ratcatcher, I think it's Ratcatcher. Gonna be Ratcatcher. Think so? Ratcatcher, yeah, or Ratcatcher I think it's, two, I should say. Yeah, Ratcatcher. I think it's going to be. Uh, it could be Shark. What's his name? Shark guy. Uh, King, King Shark. Shark. King Shark. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> gets alone. That would be cool. I mean, listen, I think it's going to be Ratcatcher two, and I think they're going to bring Taika in. Um, to do oh, some be, stuff that'd be too, amazing. because I think Tyke and James are like pretty good, pretty tight, pretty yeah, good friends. I would imagine yeah. they're very similar creatively. I remember when when they took James off of Guardians Three, uh, which I'm so glad he's back now. But I immediately thought, if literally anybody can actually take this and finish his trilogy, it's Tyke. Yeah, you know, it's the only yeah. one who could. Honestly, like James Gunn, you know, being removed from Marvel is probably one of the better mm-hmm. like things that could have happened because i mean he's you know he, he everybody he's a won everybody came out on yeah. everybody won, won. Everybody and I, won. I love it and i feel like during that whole thing i feel like marvel just they had to buy the books and then but it's it's so crazy how how things work out really you know he gets to work with dc and um you know finish his trilogy out with marvel which is fantastic i'm, I'm very you know very happy for him that he's able to you know, he has that opportunity. It's it's crazy, crazy stuff. But um, I guess a little Easter egg I wanted to bring up. We kind of talked about it before we started recording was that Marvel actually helped James Gunn film. I believe it was the uh, the cameo scene. It was. Or was it? Yeah. I, I need, yeah. I need all Ezra, the details on this. Yeah, Ezra. Yeah. yeah. I need oh. to know how this all happened. How this all went <laughs> on the set, like, So apparently... They there was something that DC did for Marvel, so then Marvel was kind of paying mm-hmm. back to DC, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I um, I think someone on Twitter kind of broke it down a little bit, or there was some kind of like uh screenshot from like an article, but I haven't been, been able to find the full article. But I think it was Variety, but I haven't been able to find it. But someone said it was on Variety. Okay, what, what was the reasoning for like asking Marvel to film this? They in were the first filming place? Guardians three, and they said, yeah. "Oh, we can add this into our finale. That'd be cool." 
Mm-hmm. And they came and they filmed it. And so I just, it makes me like happy for the future. Like these two, they can get along. Can't DC and Marvel fans get along? <laughs> I feel like the answer is usually no. I Devin like and I have been thinking about that. Mold. Yeah. It, you, yeah. And you can love everything. And I mean, Devin and I have been on that train when it comes to like video games. Like it's, you know, growing up, it was either you're either Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. Yeah. And it's like, well, can I have like two consoles? Which usually wasn't. It's okay. Yeah, you can have three. If you have, you know, the funds for it, go for it. Like 100%. But it's like, and sometimes I get it. You know, sometimes you have to pick and choose financials and whatnot. But I agree. It's like these, these companies don't hate each other. Like Marvel and DC do not hate each other at all. And I don't know where this whole stigma is where it's like oh like even within star wars within the fandom yeah. itself it's like Ugh. no one is like you can't hate star wars unless you're a star wars fan star wars fans you know want nothing more but the same well i actually saw a meme of two people fighting and it said star wars fans <laughs> star wars fan and then there was another star wars fan sitting there watching the other two star wars fans fight that's yeah. literally what that fandom is but it i just is. want people to love what they love you know, like, I mean, Peacemaker is great. Like, I mean, obviously for the longest time between like, what, 2015 to like 17, 18, like DC wasn't in the best mm-hmm. spot because I feel like they were trying to copy Marvel. They yes. were trying to just, you know, like, oh, well, when when the Justice League came out, I had no clue whatsoever. That's it's exactly like Marvel did it right, right? With yeah. the Avengers, they gave people solo movies and they let you know who these people were. And then DC's like, here's all these people you don't know their backgrounds. Here you go. Let's put yeah. them all together in a movie. And you're like, what is happening? Why are you doing this? I would like solo films first. Exactly. Just, and now, uh, you know, DC's starting to, you know, they're finding their own footy, footing. It's okay to have like, you know, funny jokes and stuff. What like within peacemaker because you can see a lot of like the guardians dna when it comes mm-hmm. to james gunn's style within this show and it's like it's okay to have fun not everything has to be super serious but at the same time you know if just just focus on what you want to accomplish with like that specific property and you're, you're going to be fine it's mm-hmm. like with the batman like i love how we're getting like you know a batgirl um movie and then a blue beetle movie as well and i think we're getting another superman movie and it's like not everything has to be connected as long as they tell, you know, the stories they want to tell and they tell them, well, that's all people really care about. Not everything has to be connected when Marvel does that. I love, you know, I love the big grander Marvel, you know, lore and whatnot. I absolutely love it. Like I, I guess you can say I am more Marvel than DC when it comes mm-hmm. to like, I usually side with Marvel with a lot of stuff, but like, I still love the DC, like, you know, DCEU. And whatnot, but it's you know it, it's it's okay to like both people. <laughs> it is, I know. Well, I was proud of DC for letting James Gunn like make fun of them because I will say immediately again with that Aquaman joke, I was like, I can't believe DC like greenlit that joke, yeah. and then it just continues as the season goes on, and he gives like the Batman stuff, and just I think pretty much every member of the Justice League, more or less, he like has some. Cra- they even talk about it in the finale, right? They're like. Don't yeah. listen to him. He has some crazy story about everybody. Well, I actually know that Brony one to be true. Oh, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I love that they're able to make fun of themselves because that's important, you know? And I think, yeah, I was impressed and proud of DC for allowing that. I guess I was like, good. Thank you. Like, cause this, that was funny. And I see people online being like, ah, that was mean. I can't believe they made fun of them. And I'm like, 
whatever. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Even with like Teen Titans go to the movies. If anyone hasn't watched that movie, oh I God. absolutely love it. And they poke like, I mean, there's a Stanley Stan in that movie. It's actually, I think that was like the first review we ever did all together back when we had a YouTube channel. Don't look for it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, it's, I love how I, I love it when studios, no matter, you know, if they're, you know, numbers are quote unquote successful or whatnot. I just love how they're able to make fun of themselves. Yeah. And it's cause it's all about having fun at the end of the day. Like, you know, you want to make, you know, good content, but it's just all about just telling like, you know, the stories you want to tell. And if people are going to enjoy them, that's fine. Not everyone's going to like it, but it's like, just, just be more like Peacemaker or Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And mm -hmm. even Teen Titans go to the movies. Like that movie was just so hilarious. Like, the last line. I was because I was at the movie theater with my kids and I was like, oh, no, please don't have paid attention to what Robin just told you. And they didn't. It went over their heads. But I was like, they it's did great. not just say that. Yeah. I was dying laughing like it was so funny. It is hilarious. And I'm like, just just do more stuff like that. And just. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've absolutely loved this this season. In hindsight, I love the season of Peacemaker. I can't wait for season two. So let's get into final thoughts really quick. And then we'll go. Um, we'll do final thoughts and rating all together. Uh, we'll go uh, with Devin and then Tessa. Then I'll close this out because I know we're a little bit uh, short on time today. So I, I actually looked it up. And I, saw, I found the reason, uh, the thing that DC helped Marvel with. Um, Chikuri Iwuji, who played Mern in this series, mm. they shot his screen test for Guardians Three during Peace, Peacemaker. Oh, that's what it was. So he, yeah. he's going to be playing a mystery character in Guardians Three, which mm. is exciting. Because he, he killed this role. I think I know going to play, but we'll, we'll, that's another conversation <laughs> for another day. We can get into it. But. For sure. But, yeah, um, I mean, I love, yeah. love the series overall. Uh, I feel like my score it just has to be in the 80s based on the soundtrack and aesthetic of the show. I'm going to go with a, an 88. Okay. All right. Nice. Tessa, what about What's you? What's wrong with you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I Nothing less than 99. <laughs> right. No, listen, I'm a massive James Gunn fan. There's no secret, but I literally have his autograph tattooed on my body. Like I have a, I have a nice. guardian. You guys can't see people listening, but I have a guardians <laughs> of the galaxy sleeve with James Gunn's autograph on it. I just think he's so talented. One of my favorite things about him is when he tackles an ensemble cast. And I think he brought so much to this and each and every character an actor brought so much to this series. I laughed. I cried. You know, I danced like, oh, real quick. We didn't talk about it. I just can we talk about how amazing it was that they threw that theme song in to the massive big fight? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. They threw it yeah, back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. They brought uh -huh. it in and they're like, you know, because we're trained to smile during that. And then they <laughs> practically killed two of the people. Ugh. But it's just James Gunn is so smart. It's a hundred. I mean, 10 out of 10 million out of a million, a hundred for me. I can't. The only issue, like I said, I have is like, the, it was similar-ish to the Starrow story, mm. but uh, whatever. I don't care. It was still fun. So Yeah. The butterfly. Yeah. yeah I thought the butterflies were, were really cool. Really well And that's done. A, a unique to James Gunn. Like, that's yeah. not from the comics. He made that up. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Nice. I like that a lot. And even with um, Chris's father, like, I mean, I just, I thought the, um, just any type of CGI that they use, it. It looked authentic. It looked real. Uh, I believe on Serialized, which is actually, it's like Letterboxd, but it's strictly for TV. It's up and coming, but I've been using it for the past few weeks. I actually like it a lot, um, but I, I would give it like, this, I saw like 4.5 out, um, out of five. 
it's 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 really really good you know the small little nitpicks i was like the, like like uh tessa said um the, the whole you know jennifer hot with heart with hardcore surviving that long i was like <laughs> i thought she was dead <laughs> i was like i think everyone well, she's my she favorite dead. character and i was like no no. It's James Gunn's girlfriend. He's not going to kill her. He's got to live with her. See, I yeah, did it's not, James Gunn's favorite character. See, we did not know that whatsoever. You didn't know that's his girlfriend? <laughs> nope. I had no clue. Wait, we found out today. I was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. It, it, during Valentine's Day, I was like, oh. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I just yeah. I had no clue. That's awesome. She stuck by him through the whole, you know, Marvel thing. Oh, so they've been okay, together for okay. a while. Yeah, yeah. So. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So she in was, other words, he couldn't kill her because he has to yeah. live with her. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, babe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I would not want to be him if that's no. uh, the script how that came out. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But yeah, I, uh, you know, 4.5 uh, out of five for me. It's, uh, it, it is truly something special for DC. Um, I, I will watch it again in a heartbeat. You know, if, if you need something to kind of just, you know, get you through the week or even just to prep for season two, this is a, a series. Usually I don't go back and rewatch like the previous series of like a new series that's coming out. Sometimes they'll try to find like a, uh, you know, um, a crash course of like what happened in the season before, but for this, I would definitely go through this, this journey again uh, mm-hmm. for sure. So four point five, I guess that's like a 90, 95%. I really don't know the hundred, 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 hundred. So, but it, it's, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's really good. I was very surprised. I didn't expect it to like stink or anything. I just, didn't it know just, what to just expect. Kinda, it just kind of had like a snowball effect. Just the more yeah. you kept watching, the better it kept getting. <laughs> and it kept getting more hype on, on Twitter and everything. People kept jumping on and just enjoying it. And James yeah. Gunn does such a good job with interacting with fans on Twitter. He and does. interacting with everybody. So I think that helps with the oh, hype, yeah. you know. He'll answer yeah. questions like all day on his Instagram stories too. He'll do like, uh, you know, q and I'm sitting here in a car for an hour. And mm. so I think that helps because people feel more connected to it when they can get an actual answer like hey i have a question about this and he's like oh yeah this is what we did yeah like i asked him on twitter about um in the scene where john cena is like praying over eagly when he mm. think eagly's dying and he's like crying and i'm like wow what was he acting against because that was like a really powerful scene and he's like a gray blob and i was like what that's insane <laughs> that he can just like love this gray blob like yeah. it's his pet you know yeah, so. Eagley was pretty was pretty well put together. I was it, like, until he failed this yeah. finale. <laughs> Bad boy. Dropped the ball. Bad. I know. <laughs> Literally uh. dropped the ball. Oh my gosh! Well, um, that <laughs> that pretty much concludes our coverage of Peacemaker season one. Uh, I just want to thank Tessa so much for coming on to the show. This yes. this is you know it's it's been you know I've, I've been following your work for a very long time. I think it's awesome everything that you do. Um, I could not run a YouTube channel the way that you do. And it's as many as other people like Leo, Amanda, Real James, this, I, oof, man, I just, I, I don't have the energy. I just don't, but I respect the heck out of you guys for covering uh, everything, you know, putting your faces on camera, you know, multiple times a week. I mean, I, I'm not camera shy. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> it gets to be a lot. I can't just, you know, I, I will say though, so I, I don't, have, I don't wake up this beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have done some recordings in like a big sweatshirt and I'm like, I don't even care. Like people are going to deal with it and they're going to comment, but like, I don't need to like do my makeup and hair and put on a pretty outfit every single time. I can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. 
Life happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what you get. Exactly. Exactly. But let everyone else um, out there know where they can find you on the internet and what is coming up on your channel and your website. Yeah. So I uh, run the entertainment website, mamasgeeky.com. You guys can find me on social everywhere, Mama's Geeky. Uh, it's spelled M A M A S G E E K Y. I know there's several ways to spell mama. So that's how you spell it there. I'm on YouTube. I just posted reactions to every episode weekly. Uh, to I have the um, the Legend of Vox Machina reactions coming up. Um, lots of good stuff. The Adam Project review is going to eventually come out. That was so far my favorite movie of the year. We're really? covering the Batman. Um, lots and lots and lots of stuff. So, you know, it mostly movies, TV. That's pretty much all I cover. Sometimes, occasionally a video game, but I have to find the time to be able to sit and play a video game. So that's yeah, easy. yeah. Yeah, fun facts. We actually originally started out as like a video game YouTube channel. And we're like, wow, this sakes. It's not that it was the YouTube part, but it's like, you know, everyone, like there was four of us originally. And it's like, you know, everyone buying the same game, playing the same game within a certain amount of time. It it does take it it takes a lot. I mean, when when it comes to game critics, I, I have nothing but respect for them as well because it's they, they, you know, much like us when it comes to, you know, movies and TV. Sometimes we really can't just sit back and enjoy things because we're always looking at it within a critical eye. And it's like I was talking to I forgot the name of the I think his name is Tony something online. And he's a a critic. And, you know, I was talking to him. He's like, yeah, he's like, it's great. You know, yeah, we we get the game, you know, free games, whatever. But like the trade off is, you know, you have to play it a certain way and, you know, obviously give them a review like and not just like, you know, I have yeah, like yeah, he said that you know I can't enjoy video games the same way that everyone else does, and I was like, I definitely resonate with that because there's been times where, well, for this besides Euphoria, I'm just enjoying Euphoria, I'm just sitting <laughs> back. I have no agenda with it. I just want to watch it, just to watch it. So it's like you know it, but um, again, Tessa, thank you so so much for coming on. We'd well, love to have you back me. on. Of yes, course, of course. Anytime. Um, so for everyone out there who's wondering what's coming up on the show. So we've been very busy. <laughs> it's only <laughs> the beginning of the year. Did not expect to have this much uh, out already. But of course, we have our Book of Boba Fett season one review that's out. Our Raised by Wolves uh, episodes one through six review with Leo uh, from Geekly Goods. Uh, shout out to Leo and his HBO special. Leo. <laughs> Absolutely love him. Um, and recently we did our, uh, we are continuing our uh, franchise revisited series with the Hunger Games Catching Fire. That uh, episode is already out. And um, I believe we have Uncharted coming up. Woo. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. <Exciting. laughs> a lot of fun. And of course, you know, we're going to be covering Moon Knight. Uh, we're going to be covering Halo as well and a few other things we have in the pipeline for March. Um, this year for March actually feels a lot less crowded. You say last that now. Year. Don't 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 jinx us. <laughs> I say we that have- every month. I go, there's there doesn't feel like there's a lot out this month. And then there is. <laughs> yeah, that is it's it's always the surprise, the surprises that come out, but Man, last March. Surprise, was- Judo Master spinoff dropping in March. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
It's like no, it's just him and flaming hot Cheetos. That's all yes. it is. <laughs> that was fantastic. The action was oh my gosh, just so so good. But those are uh, just a few things we have coming up on the uh, podcast again. Um, our charted review will be dropping on February twenty first. I think we're going to see it over the weekend. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't know what I'm going to think of that movie. It's, I know. I'm I want to go with an open too. mind. Open mind. Open mind only for mm-hmm. sure. I'm but, trying. It's hard. It's yeah, of- I mean, I kind of just want to go play the video games again. But you know, it I is know. what it is. I, I know Devin's been playing some Uncharted action, so. <laughs> I've been playing Last of Us again because, yeah, well, I played it. I never played the second one. I played the first one like right. Oh. I had just had my daughter. And mm. so I would play it like when I was up in the middle of the night with her. So I don't remember it at all because okay. I was so like mindlessly, you know, it's like 4 a.m. And I'm like, I'm so tired. I'm just going through the motions. Like, so I just started replaying because it came up free on PlayStation Plus or whatever yeah. it's called. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to play the first one. Then I'll play the second one. And I was originally thinking I was going to have to rush, but now we just found out the series isn't coming out until I know. next year. Uh, so I guess I have time. I mean, it is the 10 year anniversary next year of the first game. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have the House of the Dragon, still got his dark materials coming out this year. I'm very excited for that. So, I mean, we'll see. But yeah, well, Last of Us is, it's it's my favorite video game franchise. Well, I, I absolutely adore that that series i mean naughty dog's one of my favorite game developers as well mm-hmm. but the last of us was just uh, I, I, I i don't know how i'm gonna feel about the tv show because i feel like you know it's already told them the best medium that it can be which is video games but i'm very interested to see how they expand on the story so yeah yeah definitely i'm excited to remember the story as i'm playing it i'm like <laughs> oh yeah i remember that like yeah because it just was one of those things that like you know, when yeah, went like, one ear out the yeah. other, like I just don't remember it at all. Exactly. I'm like, I know I beat it. I don't mm-hmm. remember what it's happened. Like, I, I know I beat it. It's like my trophy list is right there. It says I beat it, but right. I don't remember I don't remember a single thing. No, like that was just sitting there with her like on my lap, like uh like falling asleep as I play. <laughs> Wake up and I'm dead. I'm like, oh no, what happened? It's like, did I play video games last night? Eh, <laughs> right. That's the life of a new parent. So there you go. There you go. Um, I'm not there quite yet, but well <laughs> I was there 10 years ago. That makes me feel very old. No, so thanks no, for no, pointing no, no, out no, that it not... was the 10 year anniversary. Sorry, <laughs> Tess, you're not a day over 25. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. I like that. <laughs> but a uh, little bit of a few calls to action here before we uh, wrap up. Make sure to always share an episode with our of our show to a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it is, share them a amazing episode that we have here on the podcast you know if you know someone who's a big movie buff like hey i got this awesome podcast and wanted you to check out you know they, they cover everything from we, we pretty much cover everything I, I don't think we discriminate um yeah i i, I feel like we've we, we've gone through some really weird stuff <laughs> we've covered some strange things and you know it whatever sounds interesting is something we kind of just you know we want to cover but uh we are definitely going to be doing a few uh mixing up a few things here on the show um going to be bringing back like our uh our uh what what was it our draft series as well and a few others um you know it, it it's fun doing reviews but you want to kind of like mix it up a bit but uh definitely keep an eye out for that everything on the twitter and also make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review on apple podcasts and or spotify 
So let's wrap up here for today. Again, Tessa, thank you so much for coming on, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. So, and that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter or Instagram to stay in the know. That was Tessa, Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace, maker.